Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. With the Treasure State's Division I hoops teams on pause, several other pieces of coaching news took center stage over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In perhaps the splashiest hire in Frontier Conference football history, the Montana State Northern Lights football program will be led by one of the most well-known coaches in the recent history of the Big Sky Conference. Jerome Sowers, a man who led Northern Arizona as its head coach for 21 seasons, has accepted the head position at Northern in Haver. Sowers is the all-time leader in the Big Sky in wins with 125 victories before taking over at NAU. Sowers spent 1986 to 1997 as a defensive assistant at Montana, including serving as Don Reed's defensive coordinator from 1989 until 1997. Sowers was the defensive coordinator at UM when the Grizz won their first national title in 1995. They famously coached safeties for the Grizz, helping mentor legends like Tim Houck, Todd Erickson, and Blaine McElmurray. The NAIA lost a true legend over the weekend with the passing of longtime Lewis and Clark State head baseball coach Ed Sheff. Sheff, a Butte native, is regarded as one of the greatest college baseball coaches in history. Sheff led LC State to 16 national titles and helped the program produce 72 All-Americans and 114 drafted players. And finally, speaking of former Grizz safeties, former All-American Colt Anderson, also a Butte native, helped lead the Cincinnati Bengals to their first playoff win in 31 years. Anderson is an assistant coach on Zach Taylor's staff. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
stiff. Stiff up a lip. Like a You know when it's a little stiff upper lip who's in the studio. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Hope you're enjoying yourself. If you had to work today or you didn't have to work today, either way, it's always a day worth remembering. And we'll continue to share thoughts about Dr. King, but also not just him, himself, but the, the image that he had and just the 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 message of, of love and acceptance and equality that we still strive for here today. It's very important, especially in the world of sports, because I think that probably the greatest example of multiculturalism that exists anywhere in America is in sports. And I think that's why so much so much of what we love about it. We love watching guys from different backgrounds and and um, races and, and socioeconomic status, all that. We love watching them come together. And uh, so we'll continue to remember all the messaging that Dr. Martin Luther King made so important to us here. On to on is now, not just today, but throughout the whole year. You missed anything in the first hour of the show. We had sort of a mashed together a Montana football and basketball hour because I told you we weren't going to have any more football hours because football season's over. But then all of a sudden, we had a bunch of football news, including a guy who coached in Missoula for a really long time, Jerome Sowers, taking the head coaching job up at uh, Montana State Northern. But we also talked about Tommy Mullat and his surgery, and we also talked about Montana State bringing in a former Wyoming transfer in Sean Chambers, the quarterback situation at Montana State, very interesting one. And, of course, we talked about Big Sky Conference and high school hoops as well. Find everything in today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana. You want to listen to the show, stream the show anywhere in the world, anytime, you can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, click on Listen Live. And if you want to be a part of the show, call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You're going to want to remember that about 20 minutes from now, we have a Grand Slam package for you, courtesy of our sponsors for this upcoming segment, Alpine Touch. It is time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL coach and University of Montana alum in studio with us. Coach, you're sporting the jewelry. You got the Super Bowl ring on. It must mean that's a it's playoff time in the NFL. Let's eat. Turn it up. The playoffs have started. What an exciting start to oh, this man. thing. Even with a couple of blowouffs. But anyway. It's all about the ring. See, there you go. You can see it right there on TV. He's got his Green Bay Packers ring. Very, very cool. It's uh, not every day you get to see a Super Bowl ring live and in person. Yours is only the third one I've ever seen. I I saw Bill Kohler, longtime Montana State, or I I guess uh, famed Montana State alum, who then played in the NFL for about 10 years and then has coached in the league forever and ever, currently the uh, D-line coach for the Broncos. And then I also saw, actually this last weekend in Frisco, Travis Johnson. Uh, the Taxi Squad guys get get rings now, too. So Travis Johnson, who's a former Montana State wide receiver, he was on the Bucks practice squad, but he's still got a ring. It's pretty cool. Well, listen, everybody should get the ring. Uh, that totally. was part of that team because it takes everybody to win a world's championship. It's just that simple. Well, Coach, you when you were playing at Montana in the early 1980s, that was just before Don Reed came to Montana, and he sort of changed the face and everything that Montana was about with his wide open spread offense and really took the big sky by storm and then eventually led Montana to its first national championship. Uh, but Jerome Sowers came with Don Reed, but you must have just missed those guys, right? Correct. So, missed them by a couple of years. 
uh, although I have met Jerome. Yeah, he's always been around. Long-time head coach. Yeah. For my wife's alma mater, the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, and did a fine job there. Now, what a challenge. What a challenge. Uh, I mean, and and look, I, I'm betting on him. Because it takes a handful of fellas For sure. to flip a program. And, and, and now it's hard work. A lot, a lot of hours going to be spent on the telephone and on the road. But, but you can flip a program like that pretty quickly. It, it is such a distinct challenge. And, and Coach Sauer is going to join us later on this week. I won't go into a lot of the challenges he's gone through since his time at NNU ended. But he, he's had a tough couple years. He's had a lot of personal loss and tragedy and you, you, just, you hurt for the guy because football is such a big part of his life. And then uh, he had all these things happen to him, and then he didn't also have football to fall back on. So he called me last week to ask what I thought about it, and I said, well, first of all, if you're coaching college football in the state of Montana, you have players at your disposal. I mean, that's what that league is all about. Who can get the guys that aren't going the Cats and the Grizz to go there? And that's why we've seen Carroll be really good for a really long time. Your, your boy right now plays at Carroll. We've also seen sort of Western be good at times, Tech be good at times, Montana State, Northern be good at times, and also that we've seen times when some of those teams are really bad, too, just because they don't get the same quality Montana guys. Coach Sauer's going to be able to recruit. Yeah. He's a great recruiter. I mean, he's one of the most compelling guys to listen to. He's a wonderful storyteller. I love listening to him. That's why I've always kept in touch with him, because I've learned so much about football from him. But if he could just go and get a couple more of the top Montana guys that maybe haven't gone to Haver in the past. I, I think that you're right. I think they can get it going up there a little bit. Oh, there's no question about it. What a great league that is. It is a good league. They've got some fine, fine football players, and it looks to me like all of those schools are very good academically. So the leaders of the communities are coming out of those schools all over the state of Montana. That's exactly right. That, that was one of the sort of niches that Jeff Choate had when he was at Montana State. Is he is a, a UM Western grad. Mm-hmm. Western Forever was the only place you could get a teaching degree in Montana. So then all the teachers come from Western. Then all the coaches come from Western. And all of a sudden, you know everybody in the state because you went to school at Western. And it, was, it was quite a network. So it is certainly important when it comes to in-state recruiting. Uh, a lot to talk about when it comes to all that stuff. We will continue to talk about college stuff because I love Coach Marty's perspective on all that. But we got to dive into it because it was an outstanding weekend of NFL playoffs. By the way, we got a, a text in on the text line from one of our uh, oil listeners. He says, tell Marty I love listening to the NFL stuff and I love his perspective, but he's, he needs to go get the Grizz offense rolling a little bit. <laughs> Lobbying for you. I got to love it. Bobby and, and, and Tim. Rosenbaugh, you know, I go way back with Tim's daddy and and Brent Peace. I talked to him the other day. They'll they they'll get that thing rolling. Remember, they won an awful lot of games. They're in the middle of a rebuild. I think they're really, really close to making a run. Just look, they kicked the living bleep out of the team that lost in the national championship. That's how close they are. It's it's absolutely true. Yesterday, though, uh, and throughout the weekend, a very entertaining weekend of NFL football. So we'll dive into it. It's Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningwig, longtime NFL coach here in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. The first question, Coach, and we'll get into some of the results, but the NFL expanded its playoffs for the first time. Right. Seven teams. Just one team get a gets a bye. I got so many questions last week because so many people were confused because they were used to one and two get buys. Well, how do we have 17 bracket? How does that work? I said, there's only one that gets a bye. So, <laughs> regardless, um, we then saw, though, for the first time, seventh seeds playing in the playoffs. 
And uh, neither for Philadelphia in the morning game or um, Pittsburgh in the late game was it very pretty. Well, look, I I agree with you, but it's not going to go back because it looks to me like the NFL well, shot sure. an extra game, which is tonight. So uh, that's valuable, very, very valuable for them. However, I thought there was only four or five teams in each conference that actually had a shot right. of winning the whole thing. And you look in the NFC, Pittsburgh, New England, and even Vegas. I didn't think they had much of a chance. That's right. That's right. You know, and and then and 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 in the NFC, I didn't think. I didn't think Philly had much of a chance. I didn't think Arizona had much of a chance. But we'll see tonight. We'll see tonight. Because, you, you know, even with a a little bit better than average team and one of the great teams is all it takes is a couple. It might have to be two or three even, but bounces of the ball. That's right. Or an official's call go, go their way. Something like that. And then a little momentum. And a decent team can beat one of the very best teams. So we'll see how this game goes tonight. That's, I think, something that people that coach, particularly any sport, but the sport of football, sometimes it gets lost because we do have so much analysis about this stuff now, so much conversation. And... Yeah, you can say, well, you should have called this play here. You should have had that play there. This call would have changed the game, blah, 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 blah. But really, sometimes it just comes down to performing, right? Like There was all this mystery around Montana State and their run, and how much of it is this mystery of Tommy Mallott throwing touchdowns and all that. Really, though, Montana State just straight showed up to play when they played Sam Houston, and Sam Houston didn't show up. So a lot of times, it really is when you, when you just show up. I mean, that's like the Cardinals in a nutshell, right? If they show up, Kyler Murray can't be one of the best in the league. But who's going to show up? That's the biggest question. Well, timing is a big right. part of this saying. Your scheduling is a big part. The Arizona Cardinals look like they were one of the very best teams early in the year. And I believe they've lost four of five, Coulter. I mean, they look terrible. So we're going to see tonight. I, I would expect the Rams to do to do a, a pretty good job against them. But, but we'll see. You've got – now you've got – the Chiefs, the Tampa Bay, look like they are playing at a very high level right at the right time. Yeah. And your whole system, when you hire a head coach, it's not just not the, the coach or the offense, defense, special team scheme. It's about how you operate. And the very best head coaches have a system that will allow their players to be playing their very best down the stretch and into the playoffs. And it looks like several teams are doing Buffalo's another team. Totally. They look like they're hitting it right at the right time. Marty Morningway in studio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And Coach, you spent more than 25 years in the NFL, prepared for the playoffs quite a few times. Is there anything distinctly different? Or what's it like when you're getting ready for the playoffs? Look, once you're in the playoffs, it's a different deal. It's about the ring. Right. Uh, that's what it's about. Totally. There's a little money, but there's a little uh, pocket change totally. for the fellows, but it's about the ring. <laughs> now, the focus goes way up. I mean, you talk about preparation and focus within that preparation. It is at a all, all-time high for every team in this league to the point where some players that don't have much experience in the playoffs tend to overdo it just a little bit, and they're twitching 
all leading right up to the very start of the game. You don't want to do that. You want to have it all done by Friday night, let's say Saturday morning, where if you're playing on a Sunday, of course, sure, where the players have a little bit of room to breathe or going into the ball game. And the, the NFL is such a league of parity that um, you, you could be in the Super Bowl one year and out of the playoffs the next year and then back in the playoffs the next year. And it, the roller coaster is so crazy. But I'm sure you've had seasons where you didn't make the playoffs either. What's it like that first weekend, though? Because you just have come off this crazy roller coaster of a 17-week season. What what are coaching staffs that have been retained but didn't make the playoffs, what are they doing uh, during that, that first weekend of the playoffs? Let's say you play on a Sunday and you're out of the playoffs. Monday morning? You're praying for your job, first and foremost, well, right? Well, but in, in many <laughs> cases you are. But Monday morning through Thursday, typically, you are doing a very important job, and that's evaluating your own players. Sure. Because that NFL free agency comes so fast, and you know your players like the back of your hand. Now, you can't just evaluate them on the last ball game or two. Sure. It's got to be a full season evaluation. So you're very busy Monday through Thursday. Typically on Thursday or Friday, you will have a huge meeting with all the personnel people, and you will go over all those evaluations with a fine-tooth comb. Then typically you get a week off. Right. And and so you get to re-energize, and then you're back in the office doing two things. You're looking and evaluating all of the would-be NFL free agents from other teams. Now, you may evaluate 10 guys, and only two out of those 10 actually become free agents. Right. But you have to get the evaluation done, and then you start in on your own scheme evaluation. What was good for us? What wasn't? Who are we? Who are we going to have next year? Where are we going with our offense, defense, or special teams? Very, very important issues there with the scheme evaluation. Well, I thought it was so interesting watching this in-season hard knocks. I thought this was just so compelling because we've never had one of these. There was a, throughout the course of a season, and just seeing particularly the way that the, the midweek preparations are like. But I watched the last part of the last episode last night, and Frank Reich has his sort of exit meeting. I was actually sort of floored that he let them film it because some of that stuff is sort of personal and intimate in your locker room. But he did let them film it, and I thought he nailed it. I mean, his speech was great. He said, hey, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. We have more pro bowlers than anybody in the league, the Indianapolis Colts, and we're not in the playoffs. This is an abject failure for us as a, a, a team, but let's use it moving forward. And then he talked about, hey, we got the guys. We just got to move forward. But I also thought it was so striking thinking of that from a pro football perspective because you just never know. You never know who's going to go where. They are one of those franchises that always seems to have locked up their their best players. That's been, I mean, Billy Polian sort of, I don't want to say pioneered, but he was the most prominent of that model in the 90s and early 2000s where you get your five or six stars, and then you fill in the blanks, right? Like the Colts would always have five guys on huge contracts and then a whole bunch of guys on league minimum, but then always make sure to keep the Edron Jameses and Peyton Mannings. But it was just interesting watching Frank Reich because they do sort of have the formula, but you just never know what's going to happen over the, the, the upcoming months, right? Coulter, I'll tell you, it's a horrible feeling unless you've overachieved to some extent because only one team wins the Super Bowl. So unless you win the Super Bowl, right. which is a great, great feeling, right. uh, it takes some time to overcome a loss in the playoffs or not being able to make the playoffs unless, of course, you've overachieved. You weren't expected to make the playoffs and you make a little run in the playoffs. 
and then you've got a pretty good feeling of where you're going. Because if you don't win the Super Bowl, you've got to make some adjustments. And those adjustments, whether it be personnel, scheme, how you operate, are critical to the future of the franchise. The other thing I was struck by is that the NFL is so coast-to-coast, 32 franchises across the country. Some are in warm-weather climates. Some play in domes. When it gets to this time of year, first of all, because a lot of the most successful teams in the league have been very consistent, and they're from certain areas that are none of those things. They're not warm. They're not indoors. Green Bay has had home field advantage in the playoffs more often than not over the last 25 years. The fact that Buffalo is kind of back in that mold after being away for a while, that, that's quite a, a scenario for the rest of the league. I mean, it was five degrees on Saturday night in Buffalo. But I do find it also interesting that the NFL sells this product that during the regular season is so run and gun and up and down and unpredictable. When it comes to this time of year, though, especially when you're playing the games in the cold weather climates, I don't want to say it becomes more predictable, but it becomes so much more about certain elements of the game and certain teams that seem to have so much more success. I just think that this time of year, it's way easier to sort of analyze all the games because you can just know this team, this team in this place, this team's going to be pretty tough to beat. Coulter, you make a great point. I'll tell you, early in my career of, of coaching in the NFL, there was not a dome team to ever win the Super Bowl. Right. And then the Rams won it. In but the, in the 2000s, at, yep. Yeah, then you look at uh, the playoff run. Uh, all those games were at home. And then the Super Bowl sure. uh, is typically in a warm-weather climate or in a dome. So that nicks that. And then I remember in Green Bay, we had the toughest time beating Minnesota. Mm. In that dome. Right. And we would just, we'd always lose close there, and we would crush them at home. Right. And then, though, so a team has to be able and and be built to play in any environment. I will tell you the last thing is Buffalo and Green Bay. It's changed in the past, let's say, two decades. The benches are heated. Right. You've got heaters. On the sideline, you're dressed properly. The equipment guys are fantastic in the NFL. And so even though it's minus five degrees, you're kind of toasty there on the sideline. Now, out on the field, it can get a little cold. I remember there was a playoff game, and we were in four-minute. That means we were ahead in that particular instance by two scores. And we threw a sprint out on third down. And Brett didn't throw it. It was wide open. Brett Favre didn't throw it. Right at the end of the game, and he ran it and slid and kept the clock rolling, which was fine. But he comes over to the sideline and goes, why didn't you throw that? He said, Marty, my hand is frozen. <laughs> so it's even got a little bit better than that. But, but there are teams. You have to be able to play in any environment, including the parking lot with with glass and rocks. <laughs> That's right. Anytime, Anytime. anywhere, you got to be built like that. You got to be built with that mentality as well. Well, that's one of the underrated parts of the Bucks run of the Super Bowl last year. They didn't play a home game until the Super Bowl, ironically. But Tom Brady talked about that in his Sports Person of the Year article. He was the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year this year. And uh, the article I read over the weekend, uh, mostly because I was just trying to figure out 
how can he, we continue to write about Tom Brady and have anything new to say? But John L. Wertha did a great job. I mean, there was all sorts of new stuff in there. But Brady talked about that. He said, hey, we might be this quote-unquote warm-weather team. I'm a cold-weather quarterback. I played in New England for 20 years, so we're, we're good to go. You take us to Green Bay or, you know, Seattle, we're fine. Let's, let's go. Let's roll. So interesting to see just the way that all of that plays a factor. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on ESPN Radio. We'll go through all of the results from over the weekend in detail, plus give you a preview for tonight's game. Keep it right here. 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. With the Treasure State's Division I hoops teams on pause, several other pieces of coaching news took center stage over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In perhaps the splashiest hire in Frontier Conference football history, the Montana State Northern Lights football program will be led by one of the most well-known coaches in the recent history of the Big Sky Conference. Jerome Sowers, a man who led Northern Arizona as its head coach for 21 seasons, has accepted the head position at Northern in Haver. Sowers is the all-time leader in the Big Sky in wins with 125 victories before taking over at NAU. Sowers spent 1986 to 1997 as a defensive assistant at Montana, including serving as Don Reed's defensive coordinator from 1989 until 1997. Sowers was the defensive coordinator at UM when the Grizz won their first national title in 1995. They famously coached safeties for the Grizz, helping mentor legends like Tim Houck, Todd Erickson, and Blaine McElmurray. The NAIA lost a true legend over the weekend with the passing of longtime Lewis and Clark State head baseball coach Ed Sheff. Sheff, a Butte native, is regarded as one of the greatest college baseball coaches in history. Sheff led LC State to 16 national titles and helped the program produce 72 All-Americans and 114 drafted players. And finally, speaking of former Grizz safeties, former All-American Colt Anderson, also a Butte native, helped lead the Cincinnati Bengals to their first playoff win in 31 years. Anderson is an assistant coach on Zach Taylor's staff. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What up, Montana? Welcome back. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Hope you're having an outstanding Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. A little slow jams Willie Nelson for you here on a Monday. That means the main man, Marty Morningweg, in studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. And not a lot of time to waste, Coach. We got a lot to talk about. A fun weekend in the NFL. It got kicked off, though. With the first playoff game in Cincinnati in a little while. I do think, though, there's some stuff that's so interesting. There's like this, each team has their own identity. And if you're part of the fan base, you sort of know the intricacies. But then there's like these broad narratives that exist in the NFL. I think the people have thought of the Bengals as sort of like this downtrodden franchise. When in reality, when the Bengals had Marvin Lewis as their head coach, they were actually the most consistent team maybe in the league. The problem was they were consistently 10-6. and six. That's a good thing, making the playoffs, but they were always losing the first round of the playoffs. All that said, they figured it out. First time in 31 years, Cincinnati Bengals moving on in the playoffs, a 26-19 victory 
over the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, it was quite a scene in Cincinnati. Pretty cool. That, that fan base has been starved for a playoff win for quite some time. They got themselves a quarterback. Oh, baby. Oh, did they? I know you love Joe Burrow. I love him. I, I, I just think he's so sweet. Just look at the teams that are left in the playoff right now and look at their quarterbacks. Yep. I suppose Garoppolo, who I think is playing some of his best football right now, is probably the least of all the quarterbacks right. that are left. Totally. And he's a solid plus guy that's playing out of his mind, except for the one pick. Sure. Uh, a little late. That, that wasn't a very good one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. so quarterback is the key. So I, I know this. Quarterback, O-line, pass rushers, and cover men. That's how you build a team, and yep. it looks like Cincinnati has built it properly. Watching Joe Burrow, though, I mean, Kyler Murray is like this unbelievable athlete. Matt Stafford throws the ball. I mean, he threw he could throw a baseball 95 miles per hour. He could throw a football about 65 miles per hour. I mean, he has a, a legendary arm. Tom Brady, and for all his decision-making acumen, and you know, just on down the line, all the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs. But Burrow, he's he's naturally talented, certainly. He, he I mean, he's gifted with a good arm and good athleticism. I mean, the guy was the Mr. Ohio basketball player of the year as well as football coming out of high school. So it's not like he's just some scrub athlete. He's a great athlete. He, though, like very few guys I can ever remember, he just has this, this it factor. It's hard to put your finger on what it is that he has, but it just seems like everyone around him, they just want to play for him and win for him. He's kind of like Brett Favre in that way, right? I don't think he's like Favre is in his uh, – sort of gunslinger, you know, okay corral shootout type guy like Favre was. But, but I mean, he just, he's got that little intangible that, that everybody searches for forever. Well, you hate, or at least I hate, to compare such a young, talented totally. man with some of the greatest ever to play. Uh, however, I agree with you. Now, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it looks like he's got those intangibles, a la Joe Montana. Right. Who the players that were around him loved to play for. And they would lift their game to a new level when Joe was the quarterback. And there's others like that. You mentioned Far. Far. Totally. What a great leader. Great player. Uh so we'll see with with Joe Burrow. Uh, he's he's got he's got those instincts and the intangibles that are immeasurable. He seems like the moxie is just so unbelievable, right? It seems like he's unflappable. Yeah, and so what is that? I mean, That's even typically even, you you're doing the right thing. Totally, even guys like you know Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or guys that are really good. I mean, MVP level quarterbacks. Even sometimes they look rattled though and flustered. Burrow, even Josh Allen, look, he can be rattled. When he's great, he's one of the best. But when he's rattled, he is sort of 50-50. It seems like Burrow, he's just impossible to rattle. Well, I'll tell you, you've named off some great quarterbacks, which most teams in the NFL would love to have. Here's what you want to be. You want to be one of those select few quarterbacks when your opponent is game planning. As a team, we need to be two scores up. Because of their quarterback late in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Those type of – those. that's the quarterback who you want to be. 
and it is difficult to be up by two scores. Ben Roethlisberger, who may have played his last game, every time we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my mind, in our team's mind, two scores up at the end of the game on this guy because he could go 85 yards in 55 seconds to beat you if you weren't up by two scores. That's what Joe Burrow is striving to be right now. And to do that, you need to win a Super Bowl or two. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway, longtime NFL coach and University of Montana alum, joining me in studio. Do this the second hour of each Monday show. It's presented by Alpine Touch. You want some Alpine Touch? I've been doing some slow cooking. I got a crock pot for Christmas. Oh, man, that pepper blend and then the garlic blend on some of your meats, about as good as it gets. We got a Grand Slam package courtesy of Alpine Touch coming to you right to your front doorstep. All you have to do right now is call us and give Andrew your address in the back. Call number 3406 888 That's 888-1029. Call number three. Call us right now. we got a Grand Slam package courtesy of Alpine Touch. And if you don't win, head on over to alpinetouch.com. They have all sorts of awesome stuff for you. Grilling season is all the time. So let Alpine Touch make you happy. Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. The nightcap Saturday night, Coach, was uh, a demolition. The Buffalo Bills just took apart the New England Patriots. It's uh, rare to see a Bill Belichick team get uh, whipped like that. But when Josh Allen is at his best, Josh Allen is absolutely one of the best. He is, man, he is dynamite to watch sometimes. And uh, they laid it on New England 47-7. to 47-17, excuse me. And uh, you had to imagine that the postgame party there in uh, Buffalo was pretty good because the, uh, the Bills Mafia, I mean, they were... They were pregaming at 8 in the morning. I was seeing on Twitter these guys are doing beer bongs and jumping on tables like WWF wrestlers. Crazy. But nonetheless, a uh, pretty impressive victory by the Buffalo Bills. Love Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. A lot of the league didn't because of his completion percentage. But here's the thing with great, talented, young quarterbacks coming out of college. He had so much arm talent. What a great athlete for his size. If, if he could become consistent right. with his accuracy, you may end up with a great one. And that's what the Buffalo Bills have. He will continue to be even more consistent for the next three or four years of his career. 21 of 25 for 308 yards, five touchdowns. Also, six carries for 66 yards, 11 yards per carry. So, a pretty impressive offensive outing. Almost 500 yards of total offense for the Buffalo Bills. So That's my, the game that surprised me. But for I, sure. I was not surprised that they won. But surprised that they gave up 47 and gave up 500 yards of offense, right? Never expected that <laughs> Never. from the New England Patriots. However, I've been there and done that. With a rookie quarterback in the playoffs, that is running uphill, For almost sure. a mountain, uh, uh, just because of the inexperience at the most important position in all of sports. Very, very difficult to win consistently in the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, no matter how good your defense is, and they didn't look very good against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Well, especially when you, you can't run the ball either. I mean, New England was uh, okay at running the ball this year, but, I mean, Buffalo is among, if not the best run defenses in the league. So you put everything on Mac Jones. You got to throw the ball 40 times. That's going to be tough 
uh, when it's five degrees. Last thought on the Patriots, though. I mean, it, even though the, there was sort of an eye-opening loss for them to end the season, I actually think it was a pretty successful year for New England. People are used to Super Bowl or bust in New England, but sort of this reiteration of the Patriots. To go with the rookie quarterback who was so polarizing and then make the playoffs, it's pretty good first step in, in sort of this rebuild post-Tom Brady. I know that the New England Patriots overachieved just a little bit. Just simply with their rookie quarterback and so many new players on that team. I think they're one of the select few that we were talking about earlier in this segment where they can be pretty confident going into this offseason that they can plug a couple holes, add to their talent base, and be even better next year and be, be able to be one of those teams in the playoffs that actually has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Sunday morning got kicked off with the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, being really shorthanded. Uh, Levante David, the star inside linebacker, he did play, uh, but no Leonard Fournette, no Antonio Brown. Obviously, he's been out for a couple weeks. No Chris Godwin, who's one of the best slot receivers in the league, and uh, there was no problem for the Bucs. Uh, Tom Brady, of course, just keeps on rolling. 31-0 before the Eagles got on the board. Eagles did say face a little bit. The final score, 31-15. Uh, but a couple really poor decisions by Jalen Hurts, which I think is unfortunate because I think he had a good year this year and getting Philly to the playoffs was one of the feel-good stories in the league. Uh, and you, you have to feel bad for a guy like Hurts only because now he's in Philly and you make those two <laughs> I mean, you make those two interception throws and your team loses the playoffs. Now, you are the subject of every talk radio show in the league for the next three weeks, right? Yeah, but he's mentally tough now. He'll motor through that thing. A man that's in his second year leading his team to the playoffs is a positive. However, that game didn't surprise me. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took care of a team that hadn't beat anybody, right. down the, especially down the stretch. I think they were... Uh, they, they, they were like 5-2 and two down the stretch, but all their wins came against the Giants and right, the Redskins right, right. or the, the Washington, Washington football, football. Trust me, team. I keep doing it forever, yeah. too. Uh, but but uh, uh, so that, that game did not surprise me. You know I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I wish he would have played better in that game. I wish they would have given him a few more opportunities in the game as well. Uh, but it got out of hand very quickly by one of the teams that I think is playing not like a good team, but like a great team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right at the right time. We touched on the Chiefs Steelers, and we'll continue to talk about the Chiefs because they look like they are now back in the mix as one of, if not the Super Bowl contenders. And uh, easy to say when you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, when he's rolling, man, he is just outside his mind. So fun to watch. Threw five touchdowns yesterday. KC 42, Pittsburgh 21. Likely Ben Roethlisberger's last game. I think he's got to do it uh, out of respect for the franchise because he has played for so long. And, uh, I mean, they made the playoffs, so it's a, it's an okay way for him to go out. But I want to talk about the San Francisco-Dallas game a little bit, and I also want to talk about tonight's game. So, one more break, and back after this, the Niners knocked out the Cowboys, and now ha, people in Dallas are going crazy. Plus, two of the highest-scoring teams in the league play on Monday Night Football Playoff Edition tonight. Keep it right here. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It's ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. You want a man with 
The younger generation doesn't appreciate Conway Twitty as much as they should. Conway Twitty's good stuff, man. Well, I saw him live. You one did? Time. Nice. Oh, he was fantastic. You've, you got quite the list. You should make a list someday because you've seen a lot of that Law Country Guys live. I love it. You know, when you're around a university, I was right, in college right, for right. 10 years. Totally. All those concerts come in to totally, those places totally. and I just pop in. George Jones, Conway, Tw- on and on. Uh, Charlie Daniels band, you know. And I just pop in and it was awesome, Coulter. Awesome. Gotta love it. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, presented proudly by Alpine Touch. Want to spice up your life? Head on over to alpinetouch.com. They got the original, they got the pepper blend, they got the garlic blend. Everything in between, Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Uh, only about five minutes here, Coach. I want to get a little bit into the tonight's game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. But first, yesterday, I love the 49ers' style. I think it is very conducive to winning in the playoffs. I also have two good friends who I watch football with on most Sundays, and they're both big Niners guys. So I've actually watched the Niners more than almost any team. I want to believe that they're like a true Super Bowl contender, but they just make every game so hard. Even when they're running right down your throat, and it's just never smooth in the way that they are able to put teams away. That said, they were able to hang on in Dallas yesterday, 23-17, and uh, all sorts of hoopla now coming out of Dallas because they haven't won a playoff game in 27 years, which is insane to think about given the, uh, the history of that franchise. But still, as much as everybody wants to hate on Jimmy Garoppolo and everybody wants to criticize Kyle Shanahan, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and they're into the divisional round of the playoffs now. They have a good formula in San Francisco, even if it isn't the most uh, smooth when it comes to attaining victories. Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, I think it's playing some of his best ball of his career on a really good football team. I'm not sure that the 49ers have the juice to beat some of these other really good football teams. I think the ball like I said before, is going to have to bounce her away several different times, like the Dallas Cowboys did towards the end of the game. Coulter, that was not smart, That what they did. There was 14 seconds left. They run quarterback draw. I'm right. just telling you, since the mid-1990s, I've had the thing timed out. 16 seconds. Right. 16. Okay. Yeah, you can do it in 14, 13, or 12 with a 10 to 15 yard play down the field with the clock running. However, everything has to be perfect to do it in 14 seconds. Those there's humans there, right? There's officials from the outside in. They're not your officials that you practice with. Right. You have to make sure you hand the football to the referee. He's got a spot. All of those things have to be perfect. Your guys have to align. Quickly and legally, or the game's over. So 16 was always our, to call a play like that, Right, was always our number. Yeah, you could do it in 14, but you're playing with fire. And so the Dallas Cowboys played with fire. Another thing that's disturbing to me, who I, this is a man that I really like, Dak Prescott. Take a little responsibility, please. Totally. You're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. The ball was in your hands. It's in your hands all game. Yep. Take a little responsibility. Quit deflecting it. 
a lot of good deflectors out there, and the great leaders have big shoulders, and they don't deflect. Mr. Thing of the Show, you can find it all, including the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty here on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana. We'll also have a big show for you tomorrow. More NFL talk, including head coaching openings. Also going to dive into some NBA. we got a couple Student of the Week interviews for you. And Montana State men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle will join us. Also, we're going to have a Grizz Star of the Week from Men's Hoops coming up later on this week as well. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast or here on ESPN Radio. The playoff matchups for next week include Cincinnati at Tennessee, San Fran at Green Bay, Buffalo at Kansas City, and the winner of tonight's game, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams playing at Tampa Bay. Coach, only got about a minute left, but what do you think of tonight's game? Because, like you said, the Cardinals were really good out the gates. They've been struggling lately. But on the other side, there was an incredible amount of pressure on the Rams because it's L.A., because it's the the hotshot pretty boy coach and Sean McVay who took the league by storm, and because Matt Stafford is a well-established veteran quarterback. He's never won a playoff game. I see it sort of different. I think the Heat is on the Arizona Cardinals because they've lost sure. four of five. Right. Just think about the mentality of a football team that is in the playoffs, on the road, in L.A., and they've dropped four of five. I think the Rams are a little bit better team. I wouldn't be surprised to see Arizona pull it off, but this Kyler Murray has got to play out of his mind. They've got to minimize mistakes. They've got to win the turnover ratio tonight to have any chance at all against the Rams. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. He'll be back next Monday. We do this from 5 to 6 p.m. here on Nuanas Now each Monday. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast as well. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Thanks so much to everybody for being with us today. We'll be back at it tomorrow, talking all the way around the wide world of sports. We'll see you back here 4 p.m. In the meantime, be good. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.